Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, friends. We're back for another extremely exciting week. Fun, fun, fun. Extremely exciting. (laughs) Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Brenda just put some mood lighting on for us. I did. I just, it feels more um, aligned to our personalities. We record with our guests in like the most fluorescent (laughs) lighting in the world where you see like every little last morsel of our skin and (laughs) eyeballs, everything. And when we're together, we like maybe have like one lit candle. (laughs) (laughs) Just a single lit candle in the background. It's literally pitch black in here. It feels right. It's relaxed. sexy oh <laughs> all right don't worry that's not that was last week that was last week we're not doing that this week no 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 no. <laughs> um but brenda what are we talking about this week this week we're gonna be diving into all things alcohol drinking impacts on social life impacts on <laughs> us we're literally gonna do an episode about drinking there is a bottle of champagne in the middle of the table right yes, now julia you're making us seem like crazy people we're not drinking it it just happens, it just to, happens be there. to be there with our logo on it how fitting how thank you fitting. Athena. it's just hilarious because uh, i was listening to you talk and i was like oh look at that bottle of champagne champs, champs. <laughs> um yeah we actually use our bottle of champagne as a as a stand for our laptop <laughs> during recording so there's that we're really fancy over here we guys we really are um but really drinking and all that stuff it's it's definitely prevalent in your 20s we'll go into every aspect of whether you choose to participate whether you don't blah 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 we'll get into everything a little bit later Mm -hmm. we talk about that this thursday on our episode with ali bonar oh my god she's we're obsessed with her like i i thought we were her best friend i thought that too and julia made fun of me actually in the moment and then i'm like you so feel it too julia we we just could have gone on for like maybe three hours with ali her energy is oh she's just we're gonna so have her smart. back she's so awesome yeah oh, we just loved her so much we talked about things on all different ends of the spectrum we're gonna be focusing on the aspect of alcohol and drinking just because we did touch on that conversation it's not something we've talked about here so we thought it'd be cool to yeah touch on, we talk a lot about like entrepreneurship she's yes. an entrepreneur she is the owner and creator of granola butter which you guys have to get your hands Yum. on it's so <laughs> good and so we talk a lot about that but then we were talking about this other aspect of her life and we thought you know we haven't really talked about like drinking Mm -hmm. yet and like what that comes with and the stigmas or the pressure and totally uh you know in our 20s a lot of us who don't choose to be sober are drinking maybe drinking a little too much i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah we're gonna just (laughs) dive on into that yeah shortly but first it's time for yeah, that's what I wanted you to do. Oh, I, I tuned in. I knew. I knew. <laughs> it's time for Pride and Pickle! Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. And then <laughs> there's a storm. There's some background noise. Thank you, background noise. Okay, we're just trying out some sound effects. What do you guys yes, think? Let us know. Let us know. DM us. Shoot us a DM. I think that um I just had a brilliant idea. What? You're going to hate it. 
What's it going to be? <laughs> You're going to make us into a Build-A-Bear or something. Brenda always hates my ideas. I, that's not true. <laughs> she false. always, no, she never actually usually hates my ideas. I, well, sometimes. But <laughs> she always seems skeptical when I say that I have an idea. I do because sometimes they're scurry. Scurry. <laughs> <laughs> my idea is that um, we should change our intro music and it will be us singing I Just Can't Wait to Be King from the Lion King. <laughs> oh my God. That and that's be- how we're going to like, Enter, like you're gonna you know click on roaring 20s podcast this it's gonna be, be oh ooh, that's yeah. it yeah you're gonna click on roaring 20s podcast and you're just gonna hear us be like oh, I just <laughs> to be king. thank you everyone thank you so much and now my prize let us know if you like it <laughs> let us know dm dm always um, my pride my pride honestly my pride this week is that after um all of the corona times i finally went to um, I switched from a pediatrician to a real big girl doctor. Proud mom. Um, but seriously, I feel like with the virus and stuff, it's been hard to either book appointments or things have been uh, postponed. And I just think it's really important to to take care of our health. I haven't always had the best experience with doctors, so I'm very hesitant to go. I honestly get nervous about what they're going to say about my weight, even if I feel differently about myself today. I know not everyone's thoughts have evolved. Some people still focus on BMI or like all these things. So I always get this like sense of anxiety beforehand. Also, I was telling Julia that like the whole reason why I started losing weight besides my extreme body dissatisfaction was that a few years ago they had told me that I had pre-diet was in like the pre-diabetic range so I'm always like afraid that that'll come up again um but it's a pride because I went anyway and it's really really yeah. important to go because I think very important it's important yeah it's just it's important and that's and a lot of people it. are afraid of the doctor like whether it's based on past experience or yeah. just because like it's it's scary you know you never mm. want to no one wants to hear bad news never but or, the reality is yeah. the more that you like if you're going and you're checking and whatever um that that's a plus you'll be in the know and i think on the flip side of that um i think it's scary to have differing opinions from someone who you see as a professional mm-hmm. like i i went in there and i'm like oh gosh and I, and I knew this one would be very nice so but i've imagined like if someone were to say something to be about about my health or about my weight like how would i come back at them knowing what i know now so i think there's all those sides of like still advocate for yourself but also you know go in and, and check check things out absolutely um so yeah pride then my pickle is i'm gonna share another anecdote this is my last anecdote that I oh had. yeah you said you had an anecdote i did well honestly my my pickle was gonna be about the post-drinking blues last week but then it's yeah, more yeah. relevant to today so my real pickle is another anecdote i'm not gonna have many guys this, these just all came up on my walk <laughs> with my mom because I think this is actually weird. When I was younger, I was in the shower, obviously, and okay. um, my <laughs> I know this just sounds a little weird. No, I got out of the shower, and my Aunt Delcy was like, you shaved your legs. I'm like, no, I didn't. <gasps> Did this happen to you? I'm going to die. No, but I think that we need to talk about this when you're done with your story. About my Aunt Delcy? No, I do love your Aunt Delcy. <laughs> um, no, about like when you tell your mom that you shaved your legs for the first time. <laughs> Well, here's the weird part, Julia. I didn't shave my legs. Why did you think that? I don't know. Like, apparently there was, like, she saw hair missing from my leg. And, like, I don't really remember. But apparently, like, they were certain I shaved my legs. There was a razor in the shower. It was my mom's. But I swear to this day, I didn't. Oh, my God. But they were both, like, badgering me to no end that I finally, like, had to say, okay, I shaved my legs. But I didn't. And Wait, why would you admit something you didn't do? I can't. They literally just, like, thought I was lying to no end. Wait, Brenna, you 
admitted that you shaved your legs when you didn't like, shave your legs? Like, eventually I was like, okay, fine, I guess. But, like, I swear <gasps> to this day, I did not shave my legs. I still tell my mom that to this day. That's you can probably run it by her when hilarious. we are done here. And um, she'll tell you that she thinks I did, and I'll to this day say I didn't. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I just gave in. So, yeah. Random, hilarious. Don't That's know how hilarious. the hair is just... My mom, I remember they asked me, like, how, how is there no hair on your leg then? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe a rat came and <laughs> ate it off. Like, I literally didn't know what to say. What do you think the Grinch, like, is going to eat your family? Oh, like, maybe the Grinch came and ate God, your hair off Julia, your leg. That's <laughs> triggering. Okay, your turn. <laughs> but seriously, like, I think that that is such a hilarious topic because, like, I feel like when I was young, I was so afraid to ask my mom to start shaving my legs. Yeah. And, like, what is that about? What is that about? Right? Were I, you afraid to ask oh, your mom? I was, well, I was afraid after my trauma as a seven-year-old right. <laughs> that they thought I already did. So she was like, well, I thought you were already sh-. No. When I thought you were already shaving your legs. Right, and then when and there I'm was like, like no. <laughs> when there was like other girls in your grade that were shaving yes. their legs, and you're like, oh, but like they're shaving their legs. Like, how do I tell my mom I want to shave? shave. I officially started shaving my legs because <laughs> when a, you say shaving your legs so many times, it sounds really it sounds weird. really weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, this girl came up to me and she's like. <laughs> you don't nair and i was like <gasps> no no and honestly i had some i had some gorilla legs so <laughs> it was really hard to not notice and it's fine like do your thing but at the time i felt very ashamed so ultimately, oh my god mean girl go away can we discuss how stinky nair is like that's how i what i started using ew there's also a stigma i don't know if this is in just like the paraguay culture maybe it's literally my mom or my lovely but a little bit not so grandma that like instilled this in my mom my mom never taught me to shave the top half of my leg is that like Wait, i think that that's like that's an everyone thing. Thing. oh okay, okay. why what, what is, is that? that like why is that she's like it's gonna grow back thicker i'm like what's the difference between bottom what? and top of leg we're so confused yeah i feel like every girl <laughs> that starts shaving her legs is like only shaving the bottom half yes what is that i'm not sure but it's a little weird it's a little <laughs> weird like i definitely shaved the top less but there was a point where i didn't shave it at all this is so weird please let us know if you've also had this experience <laughs> were you afraid to ask your mom to shave your legs what and did you say? did you only shave the bottom yeah. half? and was that a requirement like were you taught that or did you just shave the whole thing by instinct would love to know but also like why is shaving like i understand after puberty like you get more hair on your body but but like why is shaving like a shameful thing like it's to, not weird the, at to all to shave or to not shave to shave uh, like when you're a little like kid. why is it the thing for a big girl right why is that a big girl thing i don't know maybe because it's like a tool that you can hurt, hurt yourself, yourself with? with maybe i don't know i'm not sure right i don't know or is there like an this is like me being like a freaking psycho analyzing like or is it assumed that like a grooming like means you're gonna do oh, more gonna serious do sex things and sexy things not that you need to be shaved to do rub that your but legs like, up on someone else yeah i don't know <laughs> this is actually definitely not maybe though like think. i wonder if it's like why the why the shaving mm-hmm. like if it's like about that like a, a, even a though grooming you, or like appealing to another person right right even though it's like oh i just want to shave my legs because like i have hairy legs yeah. and like like ariel in my sixth grade class doesn't because <laughs> strong mom lets her shape but i wonder if there is like that thought of that like oh are you doing it so that you can like touch legs with someone else <laughs> all right and let us know your thoughts Julia, what's your pride in paper? <laughs> my pride this week is that i got an apartment ah! 
I am so excited. It's really cute and I'm just I'm just excited for it and to have my space all comfortable and amazing. I'm gonna make it super zen and super cute and yeah. um I just think it's going to be like a really nice space to be creative and to work and to be and be cozy. And so I'm really excited. And to transform. Ooh, I love it. Into a butterfly. Into a butterfly. Beautiful, um, butterfly. beautiful butterfly. And then my... Per- my oh my prickle my prickle my, my, my prickle <laughs> should we introduce that prickle like shaven a, a prickle oh it's all coming full circle ladies <laughs> my pickle is that I have nothing to put in this beautiful apartment uh, I literally have nothing I have nothing, no huh? furniture so it will be me and some pots and pans and a mattress and the dog and the dog <laughs> she has a lot of toys she has all She'll her things yeah, she's, she's got a bed in, she's got toys she's got a blankie like she she's got it she's good me Mm-mm. 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 that's okay it's gonna be we'll special regardless I'm just like um the type of person that like, if I'm going to do something, mm. I want to do it and get it done. Yeah, full force. And not half ass, like 100%. Mm-hmm. So it, like, makes me super anxious when I, like, feel like I can't get something done in the time frame that, that I wanna want to get it done. And that it's out of your control, exactly. sort of. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been stressing me out because I'm like, oh, but I'm supposed to move on the first. I just want everything to be there on the first and it be set up exactly the way I want it to be yeah. and decorated the exact way I want it and smell the way I want it and whatever. So um, I'm fighting against that so as to not make myself insane. 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 My dad used to sing that song all the time. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to come by to have some nights to cuddle with Ghosty. Oh my god, it's gonna be um, so cozy, cute. Can't wait for fall. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be a, a beautiful space to begin the fall. In. Right. Mm-hmm. I love the fall. I was talking to Haley about this. That like fall has always felt to me like like a new beginning. Ooh. I don't know. Like everything from the past falls away, and there's like wow. this crisp. Okay, deep. There's like this crisp air that is inviting and newness and stuff so yeah okay poet no i've never heard anyone refer to fall as that of all things so i think that that's like really really there's all this space right like all the leaves fall off and it makes all this space clears the energy for new new life to grow Wow. Okay, Julia. Um, should I write a poem about the fall? You might want it though. As the fall leaves fall. Oh, wow. She's, <laughs> wow, really, she's really good. She's, she's really, really, really good. good, guys. Thank you. Find my poetry at brenda.com. <laughs> but anyway, poetry, drinking. I, yeah. There's not really a great transition Segway. here. But, um, <laughs> but let's talk about drinks. Ooh. Can we start it off with a fun note? Okay, what is it? What's your favorite drink? Honestly, I'm loving a wild basin right now. Oh my god, loving a wild basin, loving a wild basin, um, and loving. I honestly love all the flavors, but I'm really loving the. I think it's. Oh, I'm so bad at it. watermelon. Something melon mint. Melon mint. No, it's something else. Something no. else mint. And then like a no, cucumber. No, it is or melon something. mint or cucumber mint and peach mango or something. Oh, I don't know, oh. but it, they're really good. We loved them. Yeah, yeah. There's we had a, a great. We had oh, a it's melon date. basil. 
melon oh, basil. It's so good. Yeah, it, was, it sounds kind of gross, but it's really good. No, it's not gross. It's delicious. It's delicious. Um, love wild basin. Get yourself um, as like a right now, I feel like seltzers exist everywhere. So that's like my current favorite yeah, seltzer. Yeah, definitely favorite seltzer. And then otherwise, drink wise, I, I love a wine. I love a mm. white wine, Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, maybe a Pinot Grigio. Oh, sommelier. <laughs> um, what about you? You know I love a wine. Yes. Tell us which one. I love a red wine. I love um, a Montepulciano, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, you know, I can always go for a good red wine. Yeah. I don't discriminate. Like, I I invite all the other wines to the party as well. Yes. But, you know. But that's the fave. That's the fave. It's always the fave. We love. Number one pick. We love, we love. We love. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So, anyway, (laughs) uh, now that we got that out of the way... I think I would love to start it off on, ooh, there's so many places I want to go. I want to talk about peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about feel it, like FOMO, like feeling like you have to drink mm-hmm. in your 20s or that you're like missing out on like this kind of life experience that you're supposed to be having at this age. Yep. Um, blues for sure. There's another big piece I want to talk about, which is escaping me right now, but I'm definitely going to find it. But let's. Okay. Let's start with the let's start with the FOMO kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. For me, it, it kind of hits differently because, to be honest with you, for a large, large part of my life, I wasn't interested in drinking. Like I would drink every now and then. Like even in college, honestly, I didn't. Like it just wasn't really part of my lifestyle. I would go very rarely compared to a normal college kid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would I would sort of even dread going out loved my friends we had a great crowd and stuff but I just never felt like I fit in in the scene yeah um part of it was probably that I felt very uncomfortable in my skin I never felt like I could wear anything that made me look like people around me so that played a big role but I was Mm -hmm. also just like my mind was elsewhere in college Mm -hmm. um I feel like I did a lot of things with different groups and whatever so to be honest with you for someone that really cares about what people think I never really I didn't allow the FOMO to sink in much because I like knew at a greater level that it wasn't interesting to me as much but Mm. I will say on that note when I did drink I really didn't know my limits and I would go you know extreme all or nothing Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still kind of learning I think Um, and I would kind of go to an extreme and I feel like I'm still learning I think everyone is still learning about their tolerance also like your body changes like as you get older your tolerance is going to be different yeah totally so um, I feel like I would kind of be on one extreme or the other. I would either not have anything at all or like when we did go out, I would definitely feel something. And it was something I wasn't used to to feeling and I was still learning about blah, blah, blah. But I always had a good time when I went. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, but now that we're in our, what are we, I'm 24. Julia has been a big piece of this in my going out life. But Ashley and I kind of <laughs> I like. I peer pressure you. Julia life. peer pressures me. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. Not peer pressuring me. But I don't know. Weirdly enough, Ashley and I just like suddenly made this decision with, I guess we maybe talked about it a little like jokingly that my mom's always like, leave your young life. You're going to regret it. Blah, blah. And life. she's so cute. And she's so cute. we're like, you know what? You're right. Like, let's just start let's do it and then like we started going out a little bit more obviously pre-covid and whatnot but we've still managed to have a really nice safe summer and i guess long story short i've learned to incorporate more drinks and stuff into my life without with a little bit more caution on like a on a safer but still fun side and without worrying about the calories and the drinks blah 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 and i don't know i feel like 
it's not going to be this crazy present in the way it feels sometimes. Like I, I say to Julia, I'm like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Like I feel like we've been drinking on the weekends and like I don't know mm-hmm. what to do because um, I'm just not used to it. But yeah. it's been fun and it doesn't have to be extreme. Yeah, well, it's like one, just like anything else in your life balance, like obviously, you know, drinking should be used for socializing and fun and not for coping. No, 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 of course not. (laughs) But I think what's so interesting, like that FOMO piece of if you, not what your mom said, because I know your mom is like, you girls like need to let go a little bit and like just enjoy. And she's right. And that was the perfect advice for Brenda and Ashley. But there's also this other piece I think of. It's like, if you're not drinking or like going to the party that like you're missing on this crucial part of your life but if that's not what you're into like that's not what you're into and like there you can still go and be social and be make friends you don't need alcohol to you know experience to the fullest this portion of your life or any portion of your life like I think that there's like a thought about that and a lot of shame around that that it's like if you're not drinking you know you're you're not really experiencing like all the things that you have to experience yeah that's a really good point too I think a lot of people feel that I felt that in the moments when I wasn't going out Mm -hmm. much like I felt like an outcast honestly like I'm like I know I have so much to 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 quote unquote show like so many things I'm passionate about and these things this doesn't particularly align with that but I did feel a lot of shame like I felt weird because anytime I went like now going out with you guys feels normal it Mm. feels like I don't want to say right but that's like a weird way to put it but like it doesn't feel weird yeah whereas anytime I went ever before I just felt like hyper aware of my surroundings I felt just like I didn't belong Mm. and um you know my boyfriend doesn't really like to go out much like his he doesn't really drink and I think as I was making this transition from not really drinking to drinking more I was like oh gosh like what if we're on different pages or or something like that but the reality is is like this isn't our sense like value Mm -hmm. and whether it's a friend a boyfriend or whoever you can still go to things like that's not value yeah and it it doesn't have to be like like drinking isn't your passion you know it doesn't make you weird I hope not it doesn't make you like I don't know I, I think that we have a skewed perception on that sometimes like as if you can't be as as fun and I think that's probably something that people really like about us Drew maybe you've been told this too is like I've been such a hmm what's the word what can I use I've been such like a control freak that mm. people love to see a control freak not oh, be in control they do like people it, just peer pressure a control freak to not be in control because it's like funny to them it's entertaining it is entertaining to me yeah it is but of course I only want Brenda to have healthy habits <laughs> um but I think the other side of that too is like the person that so like there's that one person right the one person that feels you know if they're not doing it they're not living their best experience or like mm-hmm. blah blah and then there was like the other person which I think was my experience a lot of time who did really love to go out and be social and like have a couple of drinks safely but would and always leave by 1am right. and oh they know my rule <laughs> no it's 2am the rule 2 the rule is and then I'll go back to what I was saying the rule is you never stay at the bar past 2am because nothing good happens past 2am they right. like to push my limits and they like to think that they can stay at the bar past 2am break it down but no 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 yes that's always the line tell the break it down no <laughs> nothing good happens at the bar past 2am that's when you're home tucky tucked in your bed okay <laughs> eating a cheese board eating a cheese board you can have more wine when you get home but like you better be home and having a snack okay okay continue okay and some water water for my friend <laughs> but um the other thing was like the person and this is the person that I was a lot of the time and still am a lot of the time is the guilt about going out and being social and having fun because there's 
there's this other piece of my brain that's like you're using your time to go out and drink when Mm. you could be using your time to like working on your career yeah and so that's been a really big thing for me to come up against of like finding the balance between not and it's not it's not that I would stop myself from going out, but I would go out and then I would feel all this shame yes. and and be angry at myself mm-hmm. and like you could have used that time more wisely. So finding the balance between like social and work and then being and allowing to myself to enjoy the social when I'm doing yes. it. That's I think that's such an important point, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And and kind of tying off of your previous point and connecting it to this one, I think older generations and even our generation put that stigma that like this is the only time in your life where you won't have these responsibilities. And it like puts that pressure of like, okay, so I either do it now or I never do it. And then I have all these regrets. But then I'm also trying to balance, you know, establishing a career and this and that. And where do I put my time and energy? And I just think your piece of advice is so powerful because like what what is the point of doing something that you want to do if you're not going to allow yourself to enjoy it oh you know yeah um goes with anything yeah because it's like you're making the choice anyway you're there you already made that choice right and of course it's 100 percent easier said than done but i think a lot of people probably really come up against that whether it's Mm -hmm. working on their career or you know spending time with other people I feel that in the sense of like oh well you could be spending some time with your mom or you could be right you know doing this this or that and it's so interesting the things that we feel guilt and shame about Mm -hmm. and you're right like why if we're gonna do something and you kind of brought this up as like your pride the other week or your pickle of like you know why why have a feeling oh no Mm -hmm. it was me (laughs) oh wow Um, that's hilarious Um, like why have a feeling or do something and then like shame yourself for doing or feeling that thing like that doesn't it's not doesn't do anything for you just like do the thing and enjoy it or feel the feeling and feel it and like it's okay yeah yeah so i also i i want to talk about that that post drinking blues okay Ugh, I hate the post drinking. You feel it strong. I feel it so strong. I feel it so strong for so many reasons. Primarily because it's it is a little it's really fun in the moment, and then I feel like there's this feeling of oh I really let myself be and it's not like we're doing anything unsafe like I'm thinking about even two a week two weeks ago when we were in our friend's backyard like literally we weren't going anywhere like it was nothing crazy but um I think it's this fear of like oh gosh like what did I say because so much happens mm-hmm. throughout the day you know what yeah. did I say um did, did I, I think embarrass that myself yes, did I embarrass myself you know and then that feeling of like wow I I drank like I don't know I think to this and day also still, like I'm sure there's how many calories did I have how much sugar did I have like yeah. is it gonna make me look a certain way or, I'm you know? sure luckily enough that that hasn't wow that's kind of cool um that specific thing hasn't crossed my mind oh no I hope I didn't just in a while no 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 you didn't you okay. didn't you so didn't but like I'm, I'm sure it's a 100% a reality it's been a reality in my past like 500% yeah, yeah. but it, honestly that, that's pretty cool that that's not something that I've been thinking cool. about but it definitely go I think the there's there's all this emotional stuff but there's also the physical like you don't really always feel 100% the next day oh, either no 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 it, and I think that that almost perpetuates the like shit like I did this to my body yeah <laughs> you know um and i think that just perpetuates so much shame so yeah i think it's a lot of judgment it's fear of embarrassment fear of what other people think even if it's people who know me inside out and then the other piece of like almost as if i'm i don't think it's lazy as if uh, something shameful about myself like how do you let yourself 
get to a point where you don't feel right good the next day even if it's a headache we put so much shame on ourselves yeah so much shame what did i say what did i do Mm -hmm. what did i look even if you're not i feel like i have that even if i'm not like drunk like even if i just had like a glass or two or something i'm like did i do something weird like just Mm because you're you know altering your state at any state of that is gonna be different so we I feel like we shame ourselves so much and like so yeah much. like you should absolutely be control yeah. in control of your body and be aware of your surroundings because we want to be safe mm-hmm. of course that is so important and we're not promoting anything no, otherwise but I think it's also but even when you are aware. right right yeah. even when you are totally in control and you're being safe and you're with people that you feel safe with yeah there's still that am I I feel like I do this thing where like I'm in my head and I'm like Am I making a weird face? I'm like, <laughs> am I staring too long? Yeah. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it almost, it's because there's like a less, is inhibition the word? Like you're yeah, less, yeah. Um, you're less on or like less fully just, I don't know, you're less fully aware in the moment, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So then the next day you're like hyper aware because you're like, mm-hmm. shit, like what was that? Like, what was this like? Whereas, yes, we're critical of ourselves most days, but I don't think we harp on each moment as much because it feels more controlled I guess yeah um yeah so I definitely I struggle with the post drinking blues faux show (laughs) what about you do you oh yeah I mean I I can imagine that like most people do because you are literally like altering your body chemistry Mm -hmm. I think Tina said I think this is a quote that people say drinking takes away tomorrow's happiness or something does it I don't know. I hope not. I it's like something along the lines of because you're it's such like an increased something that Whoa. the next day you like just feel like a little bit more down. That's interesting. I mean, it would make sense. I don't know. I don't know like the chemistry, body chemistry or like whatever behind it, but it would make sense. I would be interested to learn actually. Me too. What was really interesting what Ali taught us about like the blackout thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I kind of hated that. It was in, crazy. in like a very mind blowing way. Tell them, tell them. Yeah. So like she was telling us because Allie had a very you'll hear her on Thursday she had you know quite a stint with abusing alcohol and other substances so and it's a very big part of her journey and alcohol abuse is extremely real and especially in you know young people it often gets uh tossed aside as like a oh you're just like you're young you're just drinking a lot like that's what young people do but that's not always the case sometimes it is really an issue that needs to be addressed and like no shame in that everybody should get the help that they need but she was telling us about how like what a blackout actually is and a blackout she was saying is when like because because you forget your memories you're the part of your brain that is used to make memories shuts off because it's the rest of your brain needs more energy to keep you alive whoa i think going off of that with like college mm-hmm. i think drinking is 100 percent like and abusing alcohol is like very normalized in college like right. blackouts oh, are like 100 percent common normalized yeah, yeah we all abuse like unfortunately we all abuse alcohol like you were not supposed to drink no as much of as we course are not drink especially like our generation i feel like we yeah. drink a lot yeah i mean i honestly don't know in comparison so i'd be lying to you if i did i don't know that's but, what they say but um yeah i think it's so interesting that like it's such a it's so part of like a college culture Mm -hmm. which of course can perpetuate the fomo and stuff but um i think really leads to people like overly abusing alcohol and also i don't know it it really normalizes that it does it college totally normalizes abusing alcohol and it's really scary like that's not something to joke about or take lightly Mm because it you know especially in college like we feel invincible Mm -hmm. but there we're not and you know not 
being safe and taking things seriously you yes go out and have fun I certainly had my fun and continue to but like it's it is a little scary how it is so normalized Mm -hmm. when it really is something that could be extremely emotionally damaging physically damaging it could put your livelihood at risk Mm -hmm. I think we're not like I don't know I don't know. It's not that we're not taught about it because I feel like we are. are. There are definitely classes. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that is hard to accept that it could be happening to you or someone Mm, you love. Yeah. Um, And that's why I loved why Allie is so open with that part of her journey because like we don't talk about that as much. Like when you think of an alcoholic, me personally, I think of like an old guy in his 60s, you Mm -hmm. know, for some reason, like that's where my picture goes. Like that's where I feel like that character is usually played yeah. in like entertainment but you don't think like the alcoholic is like the sorority girl that's yeah. at all the parties like you think she's just the sorority girl at all the parties yeah but it could be something so much seri- more serious and a result of something that's deeper it's not like she just you know usually alcoholism just like any other kind of mental illness or, or illness comes from something deeper Deeper, exactly yeah and I think it's important to be on the lookout between of course like we promote having fun and and stuff um but it's important to just look out and if you even have a second of a doubt that like maybe someone is struggling with something I'm certain that there is a professional that you could talk to um or could encourage them to talk to and we understand 100% that that's not an easy conversation Mm -hmm. to have so um I'm sure down the line we'll probably have someone on who has you know yeah we should sober have like yeah yeah, or like reach out to someone today oh oh my god awesome or also like I would be really interested to like speak to you know someone who's been through AA or who leads AA meetings like Um, it is such a successful practice thank god Mm -hmm. but i'm glad that we're talking about this because like yeah it's fun it's so fun to talk about the fun part of drinking and the partying part and like that is certainly available but it is also important to talk about this side of it and a lot of people don't because when you're young everyone's just like oh you're young yeah exactly which which can be a really slippery slope yeah definitely and and guys also something to keep in mind is it's very easy like and I'm trying to put myself in this position like people are always like oh my god like you're so fun you're so funny blah 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 and that does get internalized like that's like oh wow like they like this this like like drunk this this, like heightened version of me yeah (gasps) so I think it's just worth saying that like if someone says you're fun when you've had a glass of wine or two like that's fine but know that that doesn't mean they like that version of you better Mm, that's a really good point but yeah and I I, because it's 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 true like you I'm I know that I could never in my life drink a glass of wine a gla- like literally anything again and my friends would still love me for me that's of not course. the version that they love yeah. you for and I think that's really really important to note right um, well I think it's also important to say like if you're around people who only like you when you're drunk yeah there's probably something wrong with the people that you're choosing to surround yourself with it's not about you it's about who you're surrounding yourself Mm -hmm. with yeah and I think people do have groups of friends too I think we're very lucky we say it all the time people are like we get it you're lucky (laughs) you love Um, your friends we get it we get it but I I have to say we're so lucky that we are able to cultivate these deep friendships and I think sometimes people in their 20s run into this this I guess issue where they only have these friends that they go out with Mm -hmm. and they don't actually have these deep relationships and you know there's no judgment of course like it's just a different type of it's not 
that type of connection like we crave that type of belonging and exactly. and all that stuff well it goes so. back to the uninhibited thing like a lot of people you know and i've done this like want to like right why do you drink on a first date you want to drink on a first date because you're a little more uninhibited and you yeah. want to get deep and you want to go that way and have those conversations and you know a lot of people feel like they can't be vulnerable without mm-hmm. a drink in them and i think what brenda's saying is like find the people that you can be deep and vulnerable yeah. with without the drink in you and it's gonna make you more confident to be that way with people that you're not vulnerable with yet like I think that you know this is kind of like a little bit on a tangent but what something that we're like getting so good at with this podcast is like being a little more vulnerable like right off the bat yeah like I feel like through this whole experience like I'm so much more open to like talk to people about the deep stuff right yeah, off the bat for sure. because we're practicing yeah and we're bringing breaking down those walls <laughs> yeah but it's literal practice like if you practice talking about deeper things with more people you're muscle. going right you're gonna get more comfortable with it exactly so like a lot of times we'll use alcohol to like open up that door but you don't need to you really don't and it's so fascinating listening to this comfort well listening to you speak on this and myself because it, it this just like hasn't been a big part of my life until now it's honestly still not a big part of my life like I still wouldn't consider alcohol and drinking a big part of my life not at all but it's I, it's just I don't know it's very fascinating to I guess I want to encourage listeners whether you don't drink at all or you didn't really drink in college or you drink a lot in college and now you're out of that phase or you drink every now like wherever you are is okay as long as it's safe as long as it's you know controlled as long as it's not to a level where it becomes problematic like I just think it's important for us to be the vessels that release the shame for people no matter where they are it's okay if you don't like it it's okay if you don't enjoy it you don't have to explain yourself like you yeah. show up on as whatever you, side of this on whatever side exactly I and mean, we just want you to be safe and happy and have fun and yeah. it's been really interesting to kind of incorporate this back my parents i i think because my my parents would always say to me yeah you know because you don't really like partying and they were right like for so long I really didn't and I it's funny because now like if we play them a video from a night out or something I played them the one from Julia's oh my god um, their reaction is better than the video they just laughed so hard because it's just just like not aligned with the person that I am you know like I'm silly and goofy as a human but like no it was because it was just like so I don't know it was like funny but like also innocent but also like whatever so no matter where you are we're here for you we're here to listen to you and if you do think that you or someone that you love is in a situation that could be you know dangerous it's better to be safe than sorry and to reach out to them reach out to someone they love and and work it all out absolutely I mean bottom line you know have your fun do what it is that you want to do but be safe mm-hmm. and always always talk to people if you need help or if you're feeling you know like something's maybe a little bit off yeah but like what brenda said before i just love that like no shame whether you're the no partier shame. or you're the sober one it's all good mm-hmm. as long as you're happy yeah and safe sure. and happy safe. and safe happy and safe yeah that's a new segment (laughs) okay well on that note it was really interesting diving into this topic yeah it's just so funny because it's like something we do all the time or you know something we do so not gonna say all the time it's something that we do socially it's very normalized Mm -hmm. um and it's interesting to really kind of dive into like what is the normal of it Mm -hmm. you know yeah definitely and and to consider like oh it might not be safe for someone that you love or care about or know and 
I just think it's really interesting like dive into all of that and and the shame thing and the spectrum yeah. thing so many different layers and I'm sure we'll have a professional on here eventually you yeah, guys I would love that help you find some warning signs in yourself and mm, a friend so I think important. that'd be powerful yeah yeah so cool. important we cool. love you guys definitely stay tuned check out Allie on thursday she is awesome she's, she's our best friend now i decided she's in our inner circle Ooh, <laughs> um and definitely friend. definitely get um her granola butter it's so, so delicious good. so many different flavors original vanilla chocolate new blueberry flavor Mm-mm-mm. um she's just such an awesome person she really gives back she shares that being a small business owner is challenging but she regardless like gives love to people mm-hmm. shares her life and gives to you know charitable yeah. things so she's, and she's awesome. in her 20s like you guys are just gonna love you're gonna vibe with you're her. just gonna love her and you're gonna be so inspired to start that company that you've been thinking about for a really long time <laughs> for sure so much love you guys love you guys bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.